0: Listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? Do this stuff.
1: All right, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe.
0: And I'm Josh.
1: And we're excited today. We've got Big Jerry. Big Jerry started
2: small.
1: He started small. He was he was fantastic as to interview. I had a lot of fun talking to him.
2: Yeah, me too. He's a great big guy and a big teddy bear, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, definitely a lot. He's a huge guy. Well, it makes
2: sense. He was a respected police officer and uh, yeah, good relationship with the police department. And now he builds fences and is taking over the world, it sounds what like. A
1: great story on how to just start small, start with what you know, keep at what you know, and just grow consistently over time. And now he's got Big Jerry's Fencing. Eh?
2: And his mind. He evolves his mind, doesn't he? he? He really talks about the way he thinks about things and sees things. And now he manages people instead of building the fences. And that's an interesting journey.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's let's get into this interview. What do you think?
2: I think it's a good idea.
1: All right. Here we go.
0: Do you like this podcast? Get updates and a look behind the scenes by following them on Instagram at GWDS Podcast and like the Facebook page.
2: I like what Jerry's bringing to the table. It's like a deeper voice than mine. Yeah, the so, real, the yeah, real yeah. voice. Three shades of... yeah. All right.
1: Well, we're just going to jump right into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, welcome everybody to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast where we like... I want to start again. Hey, welcome everybody. I always do that. <laughs> we're going to leave all this in, I feel like. We should just show all the mistakes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Suffering is good. <laughs>
1: All right, well, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast, where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question. What are you doing today? I'm Joe, this is Josh, and today on the podcast we have Big Jerry.
0: That's me. Welcome, Big Jerry. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Yeah, well, we're We're really really. excited to have you. First of all, uh, I think the obvious first question is getting a little bit into, I want to know where the name Big Jerry came from. Yeah, me too. uh, I want to know that. Because I know for me, like, I grew up the runt, uh, I didn't grow into these ears until about five minutes ago, but they were this size when I was eight and I was so small comparatively to everybody else in elementary school. And my best buddy, whose name was Dave, he was the state champion wrestler. Like he had a six pack when he was six years old and he had to spend a lot of time, like protecting me and watching out for me and help toughen me up. And, uh, but I was just tiny. And so I know my perspective of being the runt, were you always this big?
0: Yeah, I mean, what what's big? I mean, was the, I was, the, yeah. well, you're
1: bigger than me, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, how tall are you?
0: Six nine. Okay. So that's pretty yeah, big. Six nine, three, <laughs> 355. Um, uh, I guess it mainly it started probably about. 15, 16, no, 18 years ago when I was a bouncer at the nightclub in Raleigh. Makes sense. Ex- yeah. yeah, exactly. And we... Um, I think
2: you threw me out once. Maybe, say, ah,
0: uh, yeah, I oh, my. Let me go and tell you, I went to another uh, club one night when I was a bouncer. And uh, this guy was... These group of guys were in the bathroom when I was in there. And they just kept staring at me like, oh, gosh, what's going on? And it was like, uh, like, I'm not that way, guys. I mean, no <laughs> offense. I'm just not that way. And then one was just straight in front of me said... Hey, that's Big Jerry, man. He's when he threw you out of the of uh, Long Branch the other night. He goes, oh, yeah, dude, I've never been... Dude, they were laughing at the <laughs> guy. He was like, dude, they ain't never seen nobody manhandle somebody like that before. And <laughs> to be honest with you, kind of Big Jerry went with that. It's, uh, it kind of started in men's bathroom, maybe. I don't yeah. know how well that sounds that's exactly. Perfect. <laughs> that's the episode title. <laughs> Big Jerry. I it all started story. in men's room. Uh, yes. Dude, yes. Yes. I knew sounds it. Great. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, did you, were you like even younger, like elementary, middle school, were you... Did you have a low, low, late So I was,
0: one thing I always remember, I was five, six in sixth grade. Um, And then in eighth grade, I was six, three. And then my freshman year, I was pretty much the height I am now, six, nine. So that's kind of where everything went. And that's about the extent of all I remember of the Heights. Did
1: you do sports and all that? It seems like that would have been mandatory. You look like a guy who does sports.
0: Oh, yes. If I had (laughs) a dollar, right, for every time I was asked that. Now, um, I did play football and basketball, actually, my uh, freshman year at Southern Durham. Um, I was recruited by um, uh, Mount Zion to go play basketball at Mount Zion, where is Tracy McGrady went. Um, and they uh, I went there for a little bit, but uh, uh, just didn't feel it was the best fit for me. Um, just religious beliefs were different and stuff like that. So I ended up uh, wanting to leave and then uh, private school that I went to actually where um, uh, Liberty uh, in Durham, actually where Mike Lee uh, went to church at when he was younger. Oh, really? um, that's where I went to private school and, um, uh, they they offered me said, some people are willing to pay for your scholarship because we didn't have a lot of money or anything like that people are willing to pay for you to come and uh, obviously there was a hidden agenda I mean as far as me wanting to play bas- they wanted me to play yeah. basketball for them and stuff so <laughs> uh, uh, they got a championship out of it They did. I don't know if they really got their money's worth I wasn't really the best <laughs> kid but uh, no I always had a good heart and uh, you know that's I, I've been told many times that, uh, that big teddy bear gentle giant guy and I yeah. mean, that's me I mean and i, I really ever want to throw my weight around on anything, but, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it always helps, uh, being bigger, I guess at yeah. some point of things.
1: Yeah. Do you ever like see another large man and just, you kind of share that like fraternity like, yeah, I know what you're going through. man. Yeah. I <laughs> so, uh, well,
0: I'll tell you what is really <laughs> weird is even when you see another big guy like that and they still come to you and ask you how tall you are. I remember seeing Zerd Swicker one like, time. Is it a competition
1: it, thing? Yeah, like, how tall are you? I don't Stand know. Back to back.
0: I, you know, the guy <laughs> Zurg Swicker, I think was like seven, two. I mean, he played Carolina. He was like seven two, so significantly taller. but he straight asked me how tall I was. And, uh, <laughs> uh I mean, we he were probably up, just uh, needed to know you were shorter. That's yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had me about five inches. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. But then we started talking about, Hey, where do we buy clothes at and stuff like that? That's <laughs> where the whole, that's where the whole conversation went. I mean, nice. so, uh, I did and then I had to tell him I'm a Duke fan. So yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of some conversation kind of ended from there, but that no, was about the extent of it. So,
1: yeah. Well, was, one of the things I was excited to talk to you on the podcast about is you're the owner Of Big Jerry Fencing. That's
0: correct, yes. And so
1: uh, I just kind of want to hear how you got into that. So you've been in the Triangle now for you guys' main offices in Holly Springs?
0: That's correct, yes. Yeah, and
1: how long have you guys been open?
0: Uh, 11 years.
1: 11 years of fences in the Triangle. Yes. You guys did my fence. I like my fence. I got your Big Jerry sign right on it. Nice. So I know of what I speak here. They do a good job. I appreciate that. uh, But I'm curious how you got into making fences.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's... that's a story. I, I'll, try, I'll try and sum it up as quickly as possible, but I never do sum it up as quickly as possible. But uh, yeah, so I was actually a, a cop. Um, uh, actually, I met my wife at Long Branch. Uh, she was a waitress. I was a bouncer there at Long Branch. Okay. Um, she was in uh, school to be a nurse. She was a nurse in school. And I was like, well, I really like this girl. If there's something I need to do, I need to kind of get my... Stuff straight and figure out what I'm going to do for a living now, you know, uh, I was playing arena football when me and her met, but I knew that wasn't and then I ended up getting cut from the team and so I knew that wasn't gonna be a long term thing so um, talked about a couple things and decided to go and be a cop so I became a cop went to the academy um, and became a cop uh, in Morrisville was there for about five years Um was that when there was like nothing in Morrisville? That's pretty much right. Yeah, there was still yeah. it was growing, but there definitely was not what there is now. I think towards the end of my stint, they were growing the wall. Uh, they were building the Walmart that was okay. bordered Holly or, uh, Morrisville and Durham there. Um, and then anyways, while I was a police officer, uh, we were interested in building a new house um, in Fuquay. We lived in Holly Springs, but we were looking to uh, build in Fuquay. Um which is what everybody in the Triangle does when they're looking to build a new house. Yes, exactly. Look at,
1: no, mm-hmm. at yeah. which is no. like a, a great name for a town. Anytime you <laughs> can sound like you're using two cuss words when you're talking about where you live. What's the second one? I feel like oh, the a second part of Fuquay Fu- Fu- Arena. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. We'll let people figure it out. That because <laughs> it'll probably be worse than what I'm thinking. Yeah. You might not want to <laughs> Google
0: that. You yeah, definitely do not. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we, this is the interesting part of the story. So we had our house on the market. We were building a house. Uh, We had already signed the paperwork and everything.
1: You guys had the house in Morrisville? Uh,
0: no, we were in Holly Springs. Okay. Uh, Actually the same house we're in today Okay, (laughs) still. (laughs) Uh, but we were building, uh, we were building in Fuquay and, um, Went to the site every day and uh, just I was fell in love with the house. It was really cool, really exciting for us. Um, and by that point, we were going and um, put our house on the market. And people like, well, we like your house, but we're looking for a fenced in yard. So I went and I... Um, Got some other uh, called some other fence companies about hey quotes for for the property or for building a fence in my yard and stuff, and I ended up uh, so, you know I like tools and stuff so I said I could buy some tools and and buy a new cool nail gun and I could build my own fence you yeah know? so that's actually what happened I ended up uh, building my own fence and um, I
1: love doing that you're like at the end of this I also own tools uh, yes mm. no that I, I mean seriously
0: <laughs> I mean I not only do I have extra money in my pocket but I have tools I mean mm. I, I got a nail gun it's I mean, very appealing. I, yeah um, what else yeah. can i do now with a nail gun i mean every
1: project i start by thinking how could i do this yeah. and what tools could i own and i did that with the fence too and i looked at
0: augers i looked uh, at yeah. purchasing
1: them and yep. i was like but i would never use it and then i'd have to store it for like the next five yeah, years
0: i know exactly what you're talking about and i was just like <laughs> i didn't know what i was gonna do i mean i had to, I, uh, I was just a cop i was content i was you know with i was happy with my career actually um Cause it was actually a career I had, you know, I knew in 30 years, I'd be able to retire or whatever the, uh, you know, from starting or whatever. Um, and we, uh, uh, long story short at that point, the subprime lending hit and, uh, we ended up not being able to sell our house. Mm. And I remember our house that we were building was almost finished. And I actually went back out there. I knew it, was, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, And I actually sat there and I actually cried. I was like, God, I I was real. I remember right now, vividly. I remember I was sitting in my car, my truck, and I was like, why would you allow this to happen? Well, I mean, why would you have me come out here every single day? Why would I fall in love with this house um, and do this? I I just it didn't make sense. Yeah, I I, I just but, you know, Lord works in mysterious ways. And, you know, we. uh, i I wasn't mad or anything I was just more uh, didn't understand why yeah I, you know it was very confusing for me, and I was hurt and um uh well may I don't remember the exact time frame, but after we got done building our fence uh, I remember um my neighbor two houses down said, Hey, can you build our fence also? Hmm. And I looked at him, I said, well, I really don't know what I'm doing. They're like, no, it looks good. Just do the same thing you did. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so I built their fence and then, um, then the war got around the, the street, I guess in, in Morrisville, you know, cause it was smaller that officer Davis is building fences on the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was, uh, building fences on the side. Like I, we were off, I was off every other weekend. I was renting an auger. Like I realized my Little auger was no longer going to work for what I was doing. So I was going to, uh, 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 Hertz rental equipment in, in, uh, Apex and was renting equipment to, for, um, uh, building fences and stuff like that. And yeah. Uh, next thing you know, I, I had to hire a crew a subcontracting crew to help out or hire my own crew to go and build fences. And I was, I remember them coming to my office one day while I was working um, as a cop and I wrote them a check for like $900 to build this fence. And I was like, and I still made money on the job obviously or whatever, but I'm just like, and it was a big project too. And I just remember I was like, dude, I could, do that myself and I would not have to work I think you could do that in three days or whatever you yeah. know and uh, at that point I was like you know what I was very fortunate I said you know what.
1: So uh, did you not have to help with that fence like you just got to pay the crew and they went and did the fence? Uh, that
0: was the first job I did and it, that, was that, like, that I let them do the whole thing Light bulb goes yes, off. Yes it's, like, kind of, it's, it's kind of well it was something that happened there and then I remember um, I thought that was very interesting and then I remember landing this like uh, $18,000 job in Lillington a farm fence and I think it was like 3,000 or 2,500 feet of fence or something like that for this farm fence. And I was just like, uh, talked to my wife, Evelina at the time. And I said, you know what,
1: uh, Evelina is still your wife. You just phrased it. In oh, way, like, I, oh love that <laughs> yeah. I love when that I happens. I love when that happens. I thought I'd clear that up in, in case she's listening. She
0: like, my wife, Evelina, at yeah. the time. Uh, at the time, yes. That yesterday. comma's
1: important and you can't see it in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A, <laughs> pause, pause. Uh, uh, yes, Evelina is still my wife. Um, yeah, we uh, we were fortunate enough with her being a nurse that uh, even if I was work was slow or something like that, she was able to pick up extra shifts, which uh, um, she ended up doing a lot of because <laughs> yeah. uh, right when I quit was uh, right at the um, uh, I built the fence. And I was like, uh, it was right in November. So things start getting slow around Christmas time. And then they pick right back up. And I was, I remember calling back the police department and say, so how are things going over there? You uh, know? And mm. I, was, I mean, really I did. And I was like, <laughs> uh, and he said, well, Jerry, you know, uh, we're okay right now, but I'll definitely let you know. And then I was like, all right, well now the spring kicks in and they, um, and we started getting a little busier again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember the chief called me up. He said, "Jerry, how are things going?" I'm like, "Going pretty good." And now, <laughs> now he wanted me to come back, and I was like, "Oh wow!" So, but I didn't. Uh, Evelina, uh, who wasn't a believer at the time either, um, she said, "No, just you know, we're, this is the right thing to do," you know, and everything. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, and then, uh, little did you know that if I would have uh, stayed in that house. If I would have bought that house, you wouldn't have Big Jerry's Fencing because yeah. mm. I, would, I would still be a cop today. I'd yeah. be working in Morrisville more than likely. I mean, eating at H Mart. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it's correct. It's in Morrisville, right? H Mart. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Is that
1: the gas station with the fried gizzard lizards?
2: No, it's in Lizard Gizzards? It's like luxury Asian grocery store.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, it's good. I heard it. Yeah. That, anyway, that's another story. I'll tell you, we can go on later on that one. But uh, yeah, so, um, you know, it's. Uh, so what was the early time like? Was
1: it because i'm fighting this right now cuz i'm just restarting my company right. up and there's the side of me that is probably a lot like you were describing like wanting to pick up the phone and be like so how's stuff going when you have a lean month cuz it can be famine or feast when you're starting a new company correct um what did you learn having come through that that you would maybe pass on to people in similar situations i think
0: if you ask me now i think that uh i wish i would have had more faith um uh faith in one God that I'm doing what God's uh, God has this under control. He already knows how this is going to end, begin, whatever. Mm. Um, I'm not alone on this. Uh, that's today. That would be my advice to anybody starting uh, their own business right now. Is just know that uh, if you're a believer, you stay true to the faith. It may work, it may not work. It doesn't mean it's not God's will for you, whatever you're going through. Um, And I think now that's an
1: important point. And I think a lot of people, and I think I'm struggling with this too, because I'm trying to put myself in the position of, like, am I going to be okay if my business fails? yeah, I know I'm going to be happy if it succeeds, definitely. But am I going to be okay if it fails? Mm-hmm. And uh, the answer, correct answer, right for a person who ascribes to a biblical faith would be like, regardless of your situation, your faith remains solid, and, and
0: you know that's exactly correct.
1: But uh, it can be tough in the moment. <laughs> Did you have some really tough moments?
0: Oh, there's. Uh... Uh, numerous 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 i mean there's times where i'm like how am i covering payroll uh i mean it's just it's it, did getting, you
1: jump right into like the whole owning the business thing pretty fast, or did you slow grow, or did you just look around and all of a sudden you had crews and people and everything?
0: I it was one day I just looking around. I, I never thought Big Jerry's was going to get like this. Yeah, never. How uh, many
1: people I, on the podcast have said that about their thing? But it,
0: you know, it, never it's
1: thought it would turn into this.
0: a lot. Is <laughs> is <laughs> the truth? I mean, I I, I I my whole intent was building one or two fences a month and breaking even with daycare. I mean, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I could, I could build two fences a month and I'd make it just as much money as I'm making being a cop. And uh, I'd be able to stay home with the kids, save money in daycare. and That's it. And then I'll never forget the first phone call I had uh, on my cell phone. I was, uh, somebody had given my number to somebody in SAS. Um, and I went and did a, I was out there doing an estimate for them um, at their house. And then my phone rang. It was a flip phone. A little one, they'll flip mm-hmm. cellular phones. And I was like, mm-hmm. hello, uh, big Darius fencing. And, and uh, they went and they, uh, uh, they said, yeah, I need to ask them for a fence or whatever. Well, I said, like, OK, no, it's cool. I was trying to act all cool about it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I was, so I was like, oh, that's list. so cool. My <laughs> phone rang. I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, so that was really cool. And, you know, it's just just, um, you know, when is the right time? And I have, still have these questions. When is the right time to hire somebody? Yeah. When's the, um, we are constantly growing and growing. And, uh, you know, uh, you stay true, true to, uh, I, I, I think the honest answer is, You stay true to God and I think everything will be okay. Um, Well, I know it'll be okay. I I think I find faith. I find peace, I guess is what I should say in my faith by knowing that regardless, if this business closed down tomorrow, God already knew that was going to happen. And I really think that uh, I can't say that I'm being uh, reckless with anything. If if I was being uh, reckless and and whatever, um, you know, God's taken what he's given me away and not, okay, I screwed up. But I think I'm, I'm staying true to uh, what God wants me to be and what I'm supposed to be doing with the, with the business. And I find peace no matter what happens. If he closed down doors tomorrow, I know he's got this. Yeah. Cause he already knew it was going to happen.
1: Yeah,
0: And that's really what I find faith in. And that's why I find, I'm sorry, peace in.
1: Yeah. I've been mm. talking a lot. You got any questions? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm
0: an active listener right
1: now. This is good. The, um, do you think that there is a, I'm, I want to get to the question of like why you do what you do, but I'm curious. Do you think there's a thread that's been kind of going through your life? You're, you're a large man. Mm-hmm. You got into a profession that was to serve and protect. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at your t-shirt that says big Jerry fencing, where it says add protection and privacy to your home.
0: Yes. With a guy who doesn't look anything like me, he's well, a lot you know, more built.
1: He's, <laughs> he's, he's got, I like to see a cartoon of that guy just slamming fence posts. The, but why do you think you're wired in a way? Protection seems to be a, a theme in your life. Your why? Where did that yeah. come from? Is a deep.
0: You know, I I haven't really thought about it like that. I think that um, you know, uh, my wife, um, she said she has always felt safe with me, uh, and I think that's. uh And then I. Didn't realize, I was like, okay, just because I'm big or whatever, but uh, feel safe no matter what happens. I provide that security for her and also our family, our three kids, um, that it's not just uh, uh, physical safety, it's spiritual safety. Hey, I know that he's going to lead us in the right direction of things, um, which that's a lot of stress right there because, I, you know, um, uh, I'm – I, I really don't know the best way of answering that question other than I just always want to do what's right. I'm never going to let the little guy yeah. get picked on. And I'm always going to try and do what and not not that I'm going to intervene, by say, well, get off him. I'm going well, let's talk about this situation. I always want to analyze the situation. And say, hey, what's the best way of approaching this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's. Was that even when you were young? Did you? No, nothing? not at all. No, 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 unfortunately it wasn't. I think that, I think that a lot of that is being learned from the business. Yeah. Um, I, I'm constantly doing my devotions are about entrepreneurship and, um, uh, uh, and leadership and and uh, taking um david ramsey's classes and yeah and uh, his entre uh, his entre um uh, leadership uh book ebook i don't read i listen but uh it counts li- yeah, exactly. I count it. thank you thank you i count it yeah because <laughs> if it has if it doesn't have pictures it's and I, I, it's, it's not gonna happen so hmm. um you know one um You know, I think one of the other things that uh, uh, I'm a cancer survivor, I I had uh, testicular cancer. <clears throat> 11, 12 years ago, at oh, just really? take a 12 years ago. And, um, I found out from, uh, it was very weird how I found out, uh, but, um, I just had pain and I went to the doctor. I remember him spending like 20 minutes telling me, uh, why it would be anything other than cancer and stuff like that. He's like, you know, sometimes you're, they get twisted or something and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And then he tells me to drop my drawers and he, uh, he says uh, Gerald this concerns me. <laughs> like he didn't call yeah. me Jerry anymore. He said Gerald this um, concerns It's Like when that. your mom uses your real yeah. name. Uh, you uh, yeah, we got a problem there. Jerry. Yeah, so yeah. um but I'll never forget uh how strong my wife was during that whole whole ordeal. Um I knew I was very fortunate didn't have to go to the chemo or anything like that. Mm. Uh it was it was an ampu- uh, guess you I don't know removal, amputation whatever you call oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah, just take it off. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> and I didn't second guess it. All. I was like, yeah, just kill it. I don't need it. I mean, I I've got a healthy child already. Uh, Um, And stuff like that. But, uh, uh, I think, um, I saw how strong my wife was, um, Evelina was during that time. Um, and I, I think that inspired me and I was like, you know, so, uh, she was in a way protecting me because, and, and our family at the same time. And I knew that that was awesome. And then, I I know I'm kind of rambling, but I just, I think the protection thing comes from, I want everybody to feel as safe as possible. I remember going out and doing estimates for people, um, go out and talk to them and I'm like, you know, is, uh, this is what you can get. And I would use my, ex, my, my past experience of being a police officer. Like, look, if you're looking for privacy, then a uh, aluminum fence is not your, it's not what you're wanting. You know, what, what is it you want protection for? And they'd say, well, I want the aluminum fence with the points sticking up top. So if they try to hop the fence, it, it hurts them or impales them. We're like, well, they <laughs> could really just bend it if they wanted to, or something, you know? So I was always trying to give them the, you know, the best bang for the buck. I was always yeah. trying to be honest with the customers about telling them, Hey, you know, this is what I think you should do. Or if yeah. they ask for my opinion, I'd always ask, why do they want to go a certain way? And I think that's one of the things that's resonated with, with how we are now is I've taken that. And look, customers have come to us and like, they want this style fence. Well, why is it? Do you want that fence? Yeah. Um, well, I think it looks cool. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. Uh, what is, what is the purpose of the fence? It's, uh, well, it's for privacy. Well, then we know we can eliminate aluminum fence. And if that's, uh, you know, cause that's obviously not an option. Well, um, yeah and I really, we really don't just—we uh, try to educate a customer as much as possible at the same time, yeah, off of our experiences. Yeah. Sounds like listening is a big part of that. And you want to see what their objectives are. That's something I've always struggled with is listening. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, it is. It's but I think marriage has definitely helped out with that. Mm. you need to just be, I mean, how many times does Mike Lee uh, just shut up and listen sometimes? I don't
1: think that my wife would put listening in the strength category for Joe (laughs) either.
2: We ought to start a club guys.
1: (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Where we just all talk simultaneously. (laughs) We just all talk. All right. See you. We get it. Out, and then we get it all out of our system that's and what we do now right <laughs> we got nothing but listen and left.
0: yeah yeah i think it's one of those things that you constantly are uh just uh yeah just shut up and listen uh, it's, it's, it's common <laughs> sense there's no need to analyze it i yeah. mean it, it, it's so easy yet hard to do what's that saying we have two ears because
1: one mouth yeah yeah
0: so we listen twice as much as we speak yeah, yeah. some people might not have heard that guys come on now <laughs> uh did not hear that. Really? Yeah. yeah. You never heard that? I don't think so. Again, I wasn't, maybe I was sick that day when they talked about it in school.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm curious now what this phase of, of business looks like for you, because now you're exploring. So you, you built a base, you've got a solid book of business, you've been in the area for a long time, and now you're looking at. Franchises, Correct. What have you been learning about that process that you could pass on to people? Franchises. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And why are you getting
0: into franchises? McDonald's? Yeah, right. Uh, I'll be, uh, the first thing is, is I'll tell you, uh, and this is honest, God truth, why I'm getting into franchising is because I want to allow people to have the same opportunity I had Mm. um, that, that God's given me. And that's the honest God truth. I I was like, uh, (laughs) I was meeting with the attorney uh, a couple of weeks ago and they're like, well, you should need to be charging this X amount of dollars to start the, you know, to, to these potential franchisees. And I'm like, that's more than I I want them to be successful. And, you know, I don't want them having to go broke to try and, and and she's doing her job and and other people, other advisors I have are doing their job also, but you have to protect yourself also. You have to make sure they have the capital to uh, be able to, uh, you know, do everything uh, uh, to back, back the business and stuff. Uh, But I'm, uh, I really just want people to be able to, to be blessed by what God's given me. Learn from my mistakes I mean, that's that's really uh, that's really where it came from. And it, it I didn't really ever have the everything has grown Joe uh, that there, there was I never thought about getting I was going to get this big. I never thought we were going to have uh, five locations or whatever um, that we have right now. And we're getting ready to pursue a few couple more over the next year. I never thought about that. It was, it was just, Hey, let's, I just want to build fences. I want to make a living and stay home, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and how things have evolved where we, um, uh, we have a great crew who works for us now. Um, great, great leaders, uh, great people, uh, good Christians. Um, and I think one of the, um, uh, one, of, one of my former employees has been with me for seven years, now owns a Big Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. Um, my brother, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, um, he had been in the corporate world for fifteen years. He was a manager of a FedEx Kinko's. Um, and he said, Jerry, I'm just getting tired of this. And I said, Dude, if you want to do it, you can take my name and just roll with it down in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh after a while he thought about it and he finally said, you know, he did it. He's, he's and that's kind of where I saw his success and I'm let made sure he's learned from all of my mistakes, yeah. you know, and uh, he, and I go to him all the time about learning things about the corporate world. Like, Hey, how should I handle the situation I have with this guy cu- with this employer right now, or this customer, what have you. And he, he is great source of advice. Um, uh, John Davis, 904-476-2528. <laughs> John, <laughs> <epic-jarris-man.com>. No, uh, <laughs> the, um, uh, it, it I, I think God put him in my life with this, you know, God put Big Jerry's in his life for me also yeah. to help me learn and to know that, hey, this is a model that can work and does work. And then uh, now we're franchising. I mean, it, it, I never thought of that before, but I was like, right. if it works for him, why can't it work for in a totally different market? Why can't it work for somebody else also? Mm-hmm. And it just... <laughs> it's a good model it's a good business model we have we we, we uh, are just utilizing finding ways of constantly providing faster and quicker um, uh, information to our customers without jeopardizing uh, quality or, or customer service yeah and i really think we you know commu- communication is huge for us we we constantly are, are trying to find ways of um, uh, improving improvising uh, or not improvising improving using modern day technology you yeah. know, uh, new software and stuff that you yeah, I read, one,
1: there's a google review for big jerry's and somebody was talking about how cool it was that they were frustrated first that um that i guess one of the normal processes of getting a quote for a fence is some a human has to come to your house mm. and they have to walk your fence line etc etc but this google review was saying that on jerry's site you can type in your address and draw your fence on google maps yeah and then you guys can give them like a real quote fast and online exactly cut out that middle step for people which I think is what you're talking about. With that's exactly cr- yeah, that's exactly
0: correct. You know, it's and you know, and if they uh, they give us their survey or something like that, we're able to provide them with everything they need for their HOA approval process as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're something where you. And
1: I've we gotten can, three letters from my HOA since I moved in here. I never had an HOA before. Well, what were the letters <laughs> so, about? One, I built that giant pergola in the back and yeah. I didn't ask permission, so you okay. sent me that. Should this get me in trouble? That's right, they're not listening. Yeah. Um, two, I had a dead bush in my front oh yard, <laughs> and gosh. they were like, "Can you please?" remove this dead bush and i wanted to write back and be like can you do something about the two vacant houses on my cul-de-sac and i'll remove my dead bush <laughs> yeah uh, i'd have burned that bush but i didn't uh, <laughs> and then the third one was just recently one of my one of my trees is growing all wobbly and they oh, were yeah. just giving me the letter of notice like hey if this falls it's your fault oh wow um, but one of my trees in the back is dangling over the townhomes <laughs> trying to reach the sun yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i great. think that, you know it's it's uh uh, you know, I I always try and think of in a way innovative ways of spinning things. You know, um, don't uh, let's just go this way i was uh i said hey maybe it's look at people's it's the go green way of doing this you know for, we're not burning gas they're wasting time coming out to your house we're still yeah. able to provide uh accurate information yeah. for you and uh you know just as accurate as what you're getting from your other quotes i mean it's, yeah. it's, it's uh it, it really works it's it's a good process that works for us and um we're very fortunate
1: yeah so before you were talking about the, the goals that you had for your company were about they were they were simpler and noble goals of just like I can do this and stay home with my kids if I do a couple fences. So what did they change to now? Because now you're past that.
0: Yeah, your goals. Oh. Yeah, I wish, kind of wish I was back there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just
1: like, uh, I've often wondered about like because I have a, I have this theory that I'm working on like, like when were the golden age? Like when was the golden age that when you? Because I imagine that I don't think life is better or worse. I think it's seasonal. That's just my personal opinion. But I do think that we have favorite points in our life yeah. where it's like, when we look back on them, like that was the time. And I often wonder like, are we missing it? Cause we don't know it's the golden age. And I feel like I'm constantly like a little neurotic. Like, am I in the golden age right now? And right. I don't know. Nobody told me and I'm not <laughs> no. taking the time to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had to,
0: <laughs> that's a great one. You know, I think that, um, and, uh, Joe, I think it, for any entrepreneur, it's really, what I never really had the goal. Uh, my goals were very, very low. It was do two jobs a month, break even, and stay home. I mean, that's really yeah. where it was. Well,
1: it probably wouldn't have worked if your goal was like, I'm going to be a fence mogul, and I'm going to do $4
0: million this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you, know, it, you know, it's, it, no, I think it's, uh, uh, you're exactly correct. I think keeping my, uh, I think if I look back, I am very, very happy with what I have right now. Um, it's stressful. Um, yeah. uh, we, we now have 13 Home Depot stores, um, that, that uh, we are the uh, service provider for. They're asking us if we're willing to take on a few more, um, in the Virginia market. Um, th- there's, uh, th- which is, it's huge. I mean, it's a, it's a, they, they, in fact, I had to sell the way we do things to Home Depot. Um, they, they were like, no, we, we, you need to be face to face with the customers and stuff like that. So like, if you just give me the opportunity. Um, and now they're oh, they wanted you to do it their way. Oh, yeah, way. yeah, uh-huh. but uh, uh, we're very fortunate that we have a good, uh, good uh, um, uh, uh, contact there who 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 actually found reached out to me, Ron Bradshaw. And he's, he's he's been awesome to work with, and he yeah. he talks to us, hey, if we got issues and we need to keep stuff in check, he, he calls me and lets me know. Um, but uh, he 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 kind of took a stand for said look let's let big jerry do it, try it his way it seems to be very successful for him let's see if it can work for us and so it does and so uh, uh two years later they're very pleased with the numbers and and so they want to take on more market and stuff so it's yeah. it's, it's a proven market it's working it's very cool where do you get your wood <laughs> yeah the uh <laughs> <laughs> your
1: your question was a double entendre and you said it like,
0: where do you get your wood? Yeah, say so yeah, all of our lumber is from Home Depot. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Would you ever have like, if somebody calls,
2: some farmer calls you and says, hey, we have these like giant oak trees fallen, Do you ever, are you able to
0: process those or is it like out of your realm? No, not at all. We, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's one of these things. You don't own a lumber mill, Jerry? No, not today. I don't. I, I would know. love to own a lumber mill. I know you would, Jeff. I would, I would
1: <laughs> own me a lumber mill so fast. I got some wood in mind
0: for you, Jeff right
2: now
0: (laughs) oh gosh oh make another desk (laughs) he broke
2: Joe broke Uh, Joe (laughs) broke Joe broke
0: (laughs) I think you know um I think one of the other uh to kind of go off of that you know you know people stay with what you know what you're comfortable with yeah and I was uh, actually just listening to another ebook about franchising and stuff like that and uh, this guy who was in marketing was doing everything he uh He was making pamphlets for, for, uh, for banks and he was doing um, website development and he was, he was, he was broadening everything. Take whatever work comes in. That's exactly correct. And to the point where when he actually went and talked to somebody, he said, well, what are your strengths? He's like, our strengths are logos. Well, that's what you need to concentrate on. Let's talk about logos. And he was able to sell his business. He was, became very happy. He was happy doing what he was doing then at that point. Uh, so we, people like, so where that goes is, do you, do, do you, uh, uh do you stain fences no it's it's not it's not our first of all we stay busy enough with fences we don't we don't uh yeah i couldn't take on the extra work anyways but yeah we could make more money but that's not what's about i'd rather stay good at what we know what we can do and stay comfortable at it how about people get off their arse and go stain their own fence that'd be a good thing wouldn't yeah it?
1: have you seen my fence i mean staining a fence I did, is though, fun i did though buy the paint gun that i i bought it in s in in an, in an attempt knowing that I was going to stain this fence with it because uh, we had an addition go on our other house and the crew that showed up had this sweet paint gun and I took a picture of it and then I went and bought that paint gun and right. I was so stoked and I used it to paint the trim upstairs and everything yeah. but I totally bought it thinking like I'm going to have to stain that fence at some point so I got <laughs> to buy the really nice right. paint
0: sprayer because right. Right. Right.
1: it's going to save me money you know e- in the long exactly.
0: run <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the other thing I, I just I was like uh, we, we, we did it before we stained a fence um, for we got this big contract. Uh, we stained uh, um, all these little eight foot section uh, fences for uh, townhomes that are in between the dividers for townhomes. Oh my goodness! That was it was the first and last stain job I ever did. And people right. were complaining that stain was blowing up on their uh, on their walls of their house and stuff mm. like that. And I was like, no, no. I need to stick the money. If everything went well, would have been a good, but it was definitely not worth yeah. the the headache and stuff. And plus, it gives you a bad name. If you're not, yeah, you want if you want someone who's able to uh, do web design and handle all your marketing or whatever, yeah, go go to this guy. But if you want someone who's able to kick butt and nail yeah. your website, go to Joe Woolworth. I mean, that's that's what that's what you want. You want that ace in the hole. Who's the best at doing something for me? Yeah. It's not it's a this guy will do everything for me. It's uh, that that's what you want to be known for. I would think more or less. Yeah, yeah. stay stick to what you're good at.
1: I'm curious. Have you found So now that you're scaling up, like you're passionate about what you do and how you do it, which I think is why, I mean, that's what you need to get into a franchise, right? Franchise is nail it and scale it. Like, I know what I'm doing. I've got a process. This is good. Then have you been finding that your struggle now for the phase that you're at is like company culture, like that when you send people out as ambassadors for good Jerry, that they do the work the way that you would want it done and how you would want it done?
0: Yeah. So the people who, the crews that have been with us have been for um, years. Um, they came from other fence companies. Um, a lot of them come from other fence companies. Um, actually, no, all of them had, uh, there's seven crews that we have. They've all come from different fence companies, but one, they like the way we treat our, they like the way we treat our employees. Um, but the, the uh, I'm very open to them. We have, we have meetings. Hey guys, this is, uh, uh, we talk about positive reviews we got on Google or whatever from customers, or we talk about negative reviews we might have gotten from something. Yeah. And where, where can we, where can we start to improve? And it's, so it's not just the building defense aspect. It's also in house, our communication. We have weekly meetings. Uh, we have one today, um, weekly meeting, office meetings. Work. what, what are we doing to improving? What can we learn from what review just came in or what, what issues did we just have? We are always, always learning. And so we talk about building fences. Do you, know, you jeopardize, uh, you know, uh, quality or whatever just to get fences done? No, we don't. We, we really take time. We spend time um, uh, teaching our installers the way we want them done. The way That way we don't have to worry about going back out for issues or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we're learning uh, as we um, uh broaden the market is uh, where it, one of the uh, I think of an issue that happened in Tampa uh, with one of our locations in Tampa. Not a big deal, but they um, uh, they attached to a, uh, uh, the footers apparently in Florida stick of the house, stick out a whole lot more. So it's hard to get a post of a fence right next to the house to close hmm. off that gap. So the uh, the installer went and they uh, uh, attached to the house, which chipped a bunch of stucco <laughs> off the house or hmm. something over there. So it, it, it you know, one, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, but we have uh, the, the our operator down there. He's awesome. Uh, Robert's doing a great job down there. He's um, uh, he was gets frustrated, but hey, we take it. We don't just fire somebody because of something like that. We teach them, hey, yeah. if you did this. Well, the other thing was they didn't tell us that it happened. So we heard from the customer, so we hey, uh, what can we do to improve this situation from occurring again? Rather than blowing up and get mad or whatever. Say yeah. hey, this if this happens, let us know.
1: I remember I was reading in a book and I think it was a story about Peter Drucker, mm -hmm. but he was telling a story or maybe it was him. But anyways, the gist of it was an employee made a mistake, a mistake that ended up costing the company something like $60,000. Not like a belligerent mistake, which is not what most employees end up doing. Right. They end up making what we would put in the category of an honest mistake. Like I thought that would work out. It didn't kind of mistake. And, um, the guy came into the office with his head hung low and he's like, so I guess I'm getting fired. And he's like, why in the heck would I fire you? I just invested $60,000 in your education.
0: Exactly. I like, hey, <laughs> you know, it's exactly, I'll tell you a quick story real quick. Um, uh, we just bought a, um, uh, another fence company two years ago and that was in Holly Springs backyard Depot. Um, uh, Mark Campbell, great guy. Our kids, uh, were uh, the same age going to, um, preschool and stuff together. So we always saw each other always, Hey, how are you, mark how you doing Jerry good um, it just came to the point where um, it was a good point in his life where I contacted him and I said hey you know I could really use some extra help you know I was tired of hiring people and teaching them things I need someone who was an expert he'd actually been he's been in the business longer than I have yeah and um, uh, long story short he, he now works he's the operations manager does a great job and we have a, we we have great communication we have a great uh, relationship together but his second weekend, he screwed up a 6,000, he ordered $6,000 worth of material for the wrong job or it was the wrong material for a job. And it was a custom, it was like a three foot fence. So oh. we're, we were never going to sell that again. <laughs> never. He's like, Jerry, I'll pay for that if I need I was like, no, nah, you work for me now. You don't own your own company anymore. I said, we just need to find a way to get rid of it. And fortunately we were a uh, job came up within a month. I mean, that, yeah. it, it never would come up. We were able to sell it and stuff like that, but uh Ooh, that was lucky. yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, you know, it's just like uh so you learn from these mistakes, right? Um, you know, take it. And that's exactly correct. You just invested $60,000 in their education. That's exactly how you have to look at yeah. it. You cannot get mad at every simple thing. It's always guys. What can we learn from a, this guy left a bad review. We messed up. We screwed up here. Yeah. What can we do to learn? And if you have that mentality as as a business owner, not necessarily an entrepreneur, but a, a, well, I guess a, 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 I was thinking of a franchise or whatever. Um, as a business owner, if you have that type of mentality. Learn from it. It'll be okay. Yeah. That's the most. That's the most important thing.
1: It's challenging when you get rough feedback. There's usually. There's almost always, I guess, like a kernel of truth in there, right? Sometimes it's coming through a filter. Maybe you've heard it said before, like hurt people, hurt fil- hurt people. Mm. Like sometimes it's coming through a filter of anger and they're like, and you might get a review that's like, i never talk to this person. They're the worst. They're going to the destroy your life kind of yeah. review. Yeah. Um, the, How do you guys, how do you practically find the kernel of truth in there and fight through? Because as much as I think it's great to say, we all want to learn from stuff. A lot of people, and I think myself, I'd have to put in this category. We don't like hearing bad stuff about ourselves. Like how do you fight through enough to hold people and just make them stay long enough to be like, there's something we can learn here. Sure. Not everything in here is nice and accurate, but we got some ownership here. Is
0: yeah. that, is that what it's about? Is it about ownership? It's a hundred percent about ownership. I think that, um, it's, uh, again, it's what could we have done to learn from that? How could we have learned from this mistake? What could we have done differently to learn yeah. that you ordered $6,000 worth of, uh, wrong, uh, the equipment is it, do we need uh, a second process for double checking our orders? Um, and it's, I don't remember what evolved from that one, but whatever it is, it's working now Cause we haven't made the same mistake again. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, <laughs> I think it's one of these things that uh, you have to be okay to know that mistakes will happen.
1: Yeah. And or just expect have that,
0: them at least. Yeah. And just have a, just, just uh, talk about reviews for a second. Okay. Yeah. How do you handle a bad review? Yeah. So it's difficult and something I always, because I do take it personal. One. Yeah. It's, I
1: imagine the first read through you're like, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Come <laughs> at me, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. tell
0: you something. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: do you do the like Abraham Lincoln thing, write the response and then tear it up and put it in your desk drawer and then write another response? There you go.
0: Exactly. It's a, dude, I, I have written many responses back and you know, the, 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 the unfortunate, you know, the unfortunate thing about it is you get that one attaboy for, uh, yeah. for, for how many jobs you do or whatever. And it's just, I think the, uh, you take ownership you can't, you can't really, um, uh, you can't mix. You can't say, uh, ah, well this, but yeah. you could have done this different. You really so the, really the best response is, you know, what, um, uh, We really strive. We're sorry you had that experience. We strive to deal with all of our thousand customers a year this way. If you want to throw that in there or whatever, you know, unfortunately, we did fall short of the standards. And we are very unfortunate, very sorry that you had that experience with us. You know, we will learn from this. And you tell that you put that out there. What, because if you go, you know, I remember someone wrote a review a Better Business Pure about us. Uh, they just had this horrible experience with us and blah, blah, blah. And I said, and I just, I mean, they they wrote a book pretty much. I yeah. mean, and I just, I, I think. Thursday, I, April 4th. No, it's exactly. I called. At this time, you know, at 2.02 p.m. I mean, yeah. and, you know, I said, you know, unfortunately, we were not able to meet said customer's needs. And we, um, unfortunately, we fell short of our standards and then, but we will learn from this. Yeah. Thank you for. And it was something short and sweet, mm-hmm. and the the thing was closed. I mean, it's just like you know, it's it's like it's it's not that right. you want, they want to see you take the high road, and that's what you have to do, no matter what you truly feel. Right. Um. As long as you're able to add that, and you are able to learn from it, obviously, like mm-hmm. I said. So.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. Yes. Uh, so, Jerry, like a lot of people are probably they have an idea or something that they think they're good at or something that they see an opportunity in. Um, and they might be on the fence about, <laughs> see what I did there <laughs> about taking a step and getting into becoming a small business owner or whatever. And, and a lot of people that we have talked to have said something similar. Like I didn't really have a plan or I didn't know that it would turn into this. It's not that they didn't have a plan. Um, even if the plan started out in one way, like in your case, I would like to be able to stay home with my kids and make enough money. And then it evolves. Um, do you feel like, like fences were your calling? Not at all. So
0: was it just an opportunity that you seized? That's exactly correct. Yeah, it's exactly correct. It was not, I, when I was a cop, I knew that I was, I knew I was meant to do some sort of leadership of some sort. Yeah. I just, uh <clears throat> I don't know. I had no clue. I definitely had no clue to be building fences. That was not my love or passion. I didn't even know anything about them. I mean, to be honest with you, I still don't know much. No, I'm joking, but, uh, um, no, it it wasn't, it wasn't that way at all. And I think, um, for anybody who wants to, um, I think my biggest advice to somebody who uh wants to start their own business or something like that is one obviously you most important is make sure you pray about it and this is uh one you you or you and your spouse are on the same page with this two I think you you have to be able to be a people person just because you are the best fence builder in the world, and I'm sure there's people that are better than me by far, but you have to be able to be a people person also. Mm. You have to just because you're a good seamstress doesn't mean you know, everybody's going to go to you. You've got to be a people person if you want to start. If you want to be your own own business, Uh, you want to have your own business. I mean, so if you were going to start like taking
1: some classes or whatever, start there.
0: That's exactly correct.
1: And I don't know if that's a class or if that's just like the art of like, listen, when people talk to you, start conversations. I know for me this podcast. So it's guys who do stuff. Right. And the uh, the challenge that Josh and I were going to run a marathon, we're starting to challenge each other to do better stuff. So, and I've been thinking through, we had a guy on early Neil, uh, Bailey, Neil Bailey, who was an adventurer. I called him that. And he was like, I guess I'm an adventurer. But that word got stuck in my head after talking with him. And I was remembering just at a party recently. I went to a party with my wife's work and, um, it was a Hawaiian theme and, um, it was a lot of fun. You know, they had the ladies at the door and whatever, and they had a whole pig and it was, it was oh, fun. Awesome. And about halfway in after dinner, the, um, there's a, a hula dancer that comes out. Right. And so she, now the music is going and the hula dancer's is <laughs> going and then she's fire dancing and it's crazy with like the spin and fire, crazy nut stuff. And then she's like, Hey, does anybody, uh, join me in the dance floor? I'm going to teach you guys how to do the dance. And, in my brain, like, this is the way I've been going for my whole life. I'm like, well, time to go. Uh, <laughs> this is the part of the show where Joe and Lori leave. And we did. And I felt bad about it because I felt like that's not what an adventurer would do. An adventurer would have stayed and learned how to hula dance. Yeah. And I'm trying to catch those moments um, hmm. as they, at least I learned in hindsight with that. But I think what you're talking about is seizing the moment. Seizing yeah, the opportunity. It's
0: exactly correct. <laughs> I, I, you don't, not, I think to kind of go off of what you just said, you never really know what that moment is. Yeah. It's just.
1: Well, I could have learned some sweet hula moves uh, that I'm sure would have benefited yeah. my marriage yeah, at so. some point down the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: At least uh, guys who do stuff.com. Yeah. I I I think just, you know, capitalize every opportunity you have. Um, uh, if you see something, uh, it's okay to step out of your comfort zone, learn from it. Yeah. You you've got to, yeah. uh, yeah. I'm,
1: yeah. Next time there's a hula dance class. I'm probably going to take the it. next I'm time that happens. Yeah. You're
0: going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I ne- again, guys, I never thought that I was going to take that step of quitting a career yeah. of being a secure career, of being a police officer to start my own business in the recession. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys, yeah, I'm going to,
1: I'm going to get into this housing thing. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty popular. Exactly. right
0: Yeah, It's yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I mean, it was right at the beginning of the recession, uh, you know, and it's just like, uh, it, this, and you don't think about it that way. I just kind of went on, like, dude, I just want to do $2,000 a month. But, but if you yeah. go back and look, uh, you know, and I think one other thing, Joan, I think I kind of talked to you about this before when we were in my office. I said, um, you've got to, um, you've got to remember your tithing. I mean, it, it's, uh, we talked, we talked about what happened. I don't mind sharing it as well either. Yeah. Um, uh, we had, um, uh, I never knew really what to, what to give. I always knew 10%, you know, yeah. um, If you're uh, not familiar with the word tithe is a
1: word that refers to giving back to the church that you go to a percentage of your income.
0: That's exactly correct. And, um, I wasn't necessarily tithing, but I was giving, um, you know, and so I felt good about that. I mean, heck I'm giving or whatever. And, um, We had a a thing at Hope um, Unleashed um, where uh, the church had challenged us to, uh, you know, really open our faith about what, what. uh, Yeah, we are
1: getting ready to build a new building out in Apex. Apex
0: is exactly correct. And um, uh,
1: which now is a very large new building in Apex. (laughs) It's like (laughs) a Costco size.
0: Yeah, it's it's huge. (laughs) It's huge. We and me and my wife, we uh, we said, you know what? We're going to double our giving. Uh, and we went and we doubled our giving and we didn't miss it at all. I was shocked to be honest with you that we didn't miss it, but mm-hmm. we didn't miss it at all. And, um, that year, so I don't remember how many years ago that was, it was probably four years ago. I'm guessing that five years ago when that happened, Somewhere there. um, I'll never forget. We did, um, uh, we did X amount of dollars in sales with, with big Jerry's that, that, that previous year, um, and when we as <laughs> crazy, I mean, you sit back and think about this is the very next year we uh, when we after we start double our giving, we doubled our business where my increment, where my where my growth was only like one hundred thousand dollars a year, more each year. We literally doubled our business or doubled our sales the next year. Wow. And we have only continued to grow uh from there i mean it's yeah, just and i crazy. the thing was and again you never realize like kind of like you say you never know what that moment is you never know when to capture that moment because i know, maybe you don't even know it's a moment till afterwards like i didn't realize it until about a year ago i was going over all my pnls and stuff and this, someone asked me so what was the jump on that Why i was like you know what that's actually when I doubled my giving. <laughs> and that, that's when it hit me. It only hit me about a year ago that that's what it was. I, and I just thought, man, I'm just a great seller. What <laughs> it's uh, a really yeah, great year. No, yeah, you know, seriously. And uh, I mean, that had nothing to do with Home Depot. The Home Depot was just the last couple of years when that happened. Um, so it was just uh, it was, uh, God. Uh, God's amazing. It, and just keep your faith. Again, you never know what that moment is. I think just constantly do don't be afraid to take a chance, but also don't step out of your realm either. I mean, if, they, if you find a happy medium in both, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's good advice.
0: Great advice.
1: Yeah. So whatever it is that here's here's the thing that I bet is true. Like if there's something that's coming to your mind right now and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I wonder if that's it. It's probably it. I agree. It's probably it. Hmm. And you might need to explore that a little bit more.
0: <laughs> you, fly, you fly drones, right? I do. You fly drones. So it's like, okay, you're comfortable flying drones. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that doesn't mean you should go fly a helicopter today. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, I think it's, it's one of those things and now that's kind of a drastic thing, but just well, you got to grow into it. Yeah, it's exactly correct. I mean, that's not the, that's not the opportunity to seize right there. That's not the hula yeah. dance thing right there. That's definitely yeah. not. You shouldn't throw uh,
1: prudence out the window. You didn't say I'm, I'm quitting and I'm doing nothing until right. I learn how to run a fence mogul company. You yeah, know. exactly. You did what was attainable at the
0: time to you. That's I'm going to exactly, try
1: and close X amount of fences and I'm going to build them by myself and start running crews and start learning.
0: That's you know. exactly correct. <clears throat> yeah. good Good stuff stuff. (laughs) he's got a lot he's got he's saying a lot today yeah
1: man Um, that's awesome I would love to learn how to fly a drone when I worked I hope we had a drone but I didn't want to crash it and then feel bad about it (laughs) So I never flew it. I never took a lesson. But I wouldn't care if I crashed your drone, Josh. <laughs> no, nah, I would
2: care. <laughs> I would care. care. Actually, I have a buddy. He um, He's a detective. He's starting a drone unit for uh, the, out in the county in the sheriff's department. But he was sending me a that link. That kind of
1: makes sense. I saw yeah. I didn't in some I, I didn't see it, but my wife was telling me about it. A house got surrounded, and it looked like yeah. a, a scene out of a movie, which I assume yeah. you got to do every once yeah. in a while. And the cops are coming at it from all angles. And I did think... Like, like, that's why you need a drone unit.
2: Well, you're able to see heat. You're able to see body heat, scan body heat. With oh, the, well, and yeah. they're, so they're attaching these now and rescue, rescue missions as well. So that's we were flying cool. drones recently, my friend and I, and he told me about this one called the Bugs 3 drone which is under a hundred bucks. It's even under, I think under 50 bucks and it has oh, a right. camera on it and it transmits to your phone. So Bug's wow. three drone. And that's how I learned was in the house. I just had a little cheap plastic yeah. one and right. I flew it and I flew it. And I went to my buddy's house, Josh Hancock. Yeah. And I said, Hey, check this out. And his kids came down and I flew it right into
1: his daughter's hair.
2: <laughs> and, I, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and it got stuck in her so, hair. Yeah. I felt so terrible. The first time we
1: bought a drone at Hope and I was working there for the film team, we had gone to the NAB conference in Las Vegas, Okay. And it was like a closeout deal on the trade show floor. And we were like $300. <laughs> drone and it, yeah. it wasn't like one of these new smart drones where it's got all these sensors and it returns to your GPS location. You started from this was like, here's the remote bro. Figure it out. Yeah. Do it. And we were crashing that thing into the hallways <laughs> all the time. We were constantly <laughs> trying to repair it. Talk and, about and, uh, yeah. flying it into Bill Morrison's finger. One nah. like, he's RT guy, <laughs> yeah. got him good crashing into the side of the building. Uh, they, they're not easy to fly. Really? I don't know if they've gotten easier. They, they have too- gotten
2: a lot easier okay. yeah they have just push button takeoff and gps lock and yeah, this, was just, this was not that was yeah, two, this was
1: two knobs on like an rc <laughs> controller and it's like it's the same but there's manual overrides and lots yeah. more safety features but when we could, first bought the phantom which was the new one that came out you had a button that you could press uh, that would make it fly hover and change modes and it was yeah. just the coolest thing you would ever seen this oh, drone yeah. gets off the ground and changes shapes like i'm ready to fly now master where would you like to go oh
0: yeah that would inspire you inspire you know act- actually after have to talk to you uh, the first time when learning you f- flew drones I was like "Yeah." I started doing research on drones I yeah. was like yeah. that could be the next way of doing estimates like going out to customers' houses, just fly it, you know. Above, oh, you got to see this on my property, and I'm talking to him on a microphone. Right? Oh yeah, I see this. Yes, yeah, our perfect. drone is you know, in your area and, now. <laughs> that's right. Next, you level. know, I mean, it's, uh, it, but that's my big Jerry Big Brother fencing. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that is that's how I'm always thinking. I'm always constantly thinking about ways of improving things. Mm-hmm. I learned that the, the what uh, eleven miles range kind of sort of is what they're, but it only flew for like twenty seven minutes. I I know all, all drones are different, way, but I I mean, Mm -hmm. from what I got gathered, that was kind of the most you would get out of a drone. I don't know. Eleven miles is pretty far. I think
2: military, they're flying eleven. But nowadays it's like one. And and then this. Oh really? Well, well, with the consumer type pro, pro consumer, whatever. Drones, you're probably yeah. dumbing those down, you don't, don't you think? I well, you're not putting them as good as they can. It's, be. it's not a good idea to lose line of sight with your drone. So uh, the idea and the regulations really, they really say you know stay within sight.
1: And that's so
0: I, I think it's even a rule, a law. See, uh, yeah, that, that's the thing. Uh, that, that's where I mess up. I, I, I get you're, the idea you're from somebody. Like yeah, you're just in your dark. Basement oh, dude, that's exactly right. Yeah. I'm going. I've been yeah. like, yeah. So he's got a drone. I'm going to buy one, I'm going to do my own yeah. research. And really I should have just gone back to Josh and said, Josh, so <laughs> what do you think about this? That yeah, would have been yeah. the smart thing instead of, <laughs> yeah. thank God I didn't spend $3,000 yeah, on yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean it, that, but that's just an example. I'm always, you can't get stuck in the times, you know, kind of like a yeah. church. You've got you gotta you gotta grow with times. You gotta constantly think of ways of uh, ways uh, of evolving. That's exactly correct. Forward. Yes. Thank you. Thank I like putting words in people's Dude, mouth. You finally, that's what I do you over finally talked and you There's helped me out there. Robert, the evolving <laughs> <laughs> first moment.
2: I just sit over here with a thesaurus and I'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Well,
1: Jerry, thanks so much for coming on the there podcast. Goes, this you. was a lot of
0: fun. We were and uh, i
1: appreciated getting to hear a little bit about what you do. Hey, if you need a fence, how how does somebody get a fence quote from you guys? Yeah.
0: Uh, they then go to Big Jerry's fencing.com or they can call the 800 number which I'm not I'm sure what it is off the top of my head but if no, you can not. find it on bigjerrys big fencing.com big jerry's fencing.com
2: bigjerrys big jerrys. fencing.com thanks
1: so much Jerry you guys have a great day seize the moment Adios. I wish I could license that Eminem song that feels like the right way to end this Yeah, you only got one time yeah. one life to live spaghetti that's, that's the only line I know I rap along to it and that's the only line I got spaghetti
0: we love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today?
1: Man, what a good episode. Oh, wow. Another one in
2: the can, and man, Big Jerry brought it. Yeah,
1: I really uh, I appreciate what he had to say about how to handle negative reviews, how to start small and not... Um, You know, not start with a crazy, unrealistic expectation for yourself, but to start with kind of like, and I've heard it said in other books, like a bare minimum or minimum viable product is a term that people use a lot or figure out what your minimum audience is or your minimum customer base and start there and go after that.
2: I loved hearing his story about tithing. And when he doubled his tithing, he doubled their, their business doubled the very next year. And crazy. he didn't realize that until what do you say? Four years ago. Yeah. Like, wow, that's inspiring. Just recently. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. what Whatever being flexible kind of guy too, right. Really rolled with it into the higher calling that he was in, you know, in life. And that's part of his story. And to see that story yeah. is inspiring.
1: If you live in the triangle or certain areas of Florida, be sure to check out bigjerrysfencing.com and get your quote. Get yourself a fence. I used Big Jerry's for my fence. And uh, I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but the first day that they came out to my house, it was one guy, Hmm. one guy comes out to the house and he's got the auger Uh and uh, he drills every hole. Uh The, The next day he comes back and he puts in every fence post. And then the third day, He builds the whole fence, the gates and everything. Like it was totally three days, one dude start to finish. It was, it was inspiring. That's,
2: that's awesome. Do you know what that guy's nickname is? Uh, no. Hole puncher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Is> that, <no. laughs> that's hole puncher you met him but he did everything else right so staged in a few yeah. days and it was done that's it impressive was amazing. the one and guy he, i
1: think he had some help every once in a while but the majority of the time he was just out there getting it done
2: that's great did it rain
1: at all when he was installing? no no it was good it was good weather no what do they do when it rains i don't know i guess they keep building i thought you were gonna i thought you were setting up a joke i was waiting for a punchline <laughs> what do they do when it rains
2: oh uh, this is a the punch don't, don't. there it is there's the punchline <laughs> Thank you for watching, everyone.